everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Wow, we got a good one today, Dr. Daniels. Um, I'm just jump right into it. Um, purpose versus opportunity. Mm-hmm. And explaining the difference between those two things, because a lot of people confuse them when it's happening and they're in the actual in the actual moment. Right, absolutely. And let me say going in for those of you who may say, wait a minute, I heard this on television uh, earlier this week or whatever, is that uh, yeah, this this is not a um, a unique conversation, you know. It's a conversation that has taken place, you know, time and time again. Um, in fact, the Bible um, outlines it. We don't always look at it in a practical manner. And so, you know, when I heard, heard it being talked about today, I said, you know, this is something that we need to really deal with. Because uh, if you think about how, how we were created, and I think that's really what you have to look at. What were we created for? Why did God create us? Why did he put us here? And what was his purpose for us being here? In fact, um, the Bible says that every one of us was known by God prior to us being put in our mother's womb, which also says that God has a plan for the entire operation of the universe. And if God has a plan for the operation of the universe, that means he has a plan for everything in the universe, right? Now, most of the animals that don't think like we think understand that concept. You, you know, see, the, the, the lioness knows her role. She mm. knows her purpose. And that is to keep the gazelle population from exploding. Right. You know, the gazelle understands its role. And that is to ensure that the vegetation is maintained at a certain height. So it does not create havoc. You know, you know every, every animal understands its purpose. Man is the only one that doesn't understand his purpose. I shouldn't say don't understand, doesn't take the time to live in his purpose. Right. Because purpose is what you were created for. Why did God create you? Why were you put on this earth? Now, if I'm working in my purpose, that will mean that God's plan will always be moving forward for everyone. And that if everyone operated in his purpose, we wouldn't have the wars that we have. We wouldn't have all the diseases that we have because God has given every one of us what we need to ensure the viability and the prosperity of this universe and the world we live in. So if everyone's operating in their purpose, then they're doing what God created them to do so that God will get the glory. Opportunity are those things that happen to us that we believe we can capitalize on. Mm-hmm. So it's different between capitalizing on, on something and making something happen that will benefit everybody rather than myself. Right. If you think of opportunity, those are the things that typically benefit us individually. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can be, we can have more wealth so that we can acquire more. Purpose tends to benefit those around us so that the world is better because we are here. Now, I, I heard a wise man say, when I was listening to this conversation, he said, <clears throat> he said, if you're operating in your purpose, then opportunity will come after you. If you are not operating in your purpose, then you have to seek opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's so very true. And I think about, you know, those times when I have been doing what I felt God mandated me to do so he would get the glory. 
it's always something that comes up that allows me to be more productive that I didn't seek, that it showed right. up in my life. And now I can just, wow, if I take this on, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I think that's the difference. But everyone has that. But we let opportunity get in our way of fulfilling our purpose because we tend to look at what will benefit us the most rather than how can I benefit the world the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like when you're operating your purpose, you get opportunities, but you don't necessarily recognize it as an opportunity mm-hmm. because it's like, this is what was supposed to happen. I planned for it, therefore it happened, and this is where my purpose and I'm moving towards that mm-hmm. direction. But now when you're doing something outside of your purpose and you're saying, well, I really need a break in this area, that's when you start realizing you may not be working inside of your inside your purpose, like what you just got through saying, because you now you got to seek opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think let me say it this way. I think most people, even people who are very successful financially, right, they grasp hold to opportunities. Right. So they may be doing well. But that don't mean that's why what God created them yeah, to do. To do, you know. I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, again, from, from a biblical standpoint, not not necessarily from a a a, a business management standpoint. Yeah. From a biblical standpoint, because I could be operating in God's purpose and be dirt poor, mm-hmm. and not have one penny. Now the opportunities may not be that I can acquire a big house. The opportunities may be that someone else will see my life and that they will be encouraged or they will have greater faith because of it, or that other people may get saved because of my life. What I'm saying is that opportunity oftentimes will pull you away from purpose. Mm -hmm. In, In fact, when you think about it, for example, let's say God called me to be a missionary in South America. Let's say that's what God called me to be. But right before I get ready to go, I get a call from um, 3M. And they say, by the way, I know you've retired from the federal government. And now you've been gone long enough that you can now manage federal contracts. You're just the kind of guy we're looking for. (laughs) Right. So we're willing to pay you $300,000 a year to manage this government contract for us. Right. And everybody's going to say, wow, that's a great opportunity. Right. And if I'm not careful, I'll take that opportunity mm-hmm. and not go to South America where I'm going to be with mosquitoes and malaria right. and you know right. all this that's kind right. of stuff. Where that, that would be where God, where God can use me the most is in that purpose. But I'll take that opportunity. And, and that's what I'm saying. I think most of us, that's what we seek after. Right. Not the purpose, but the opportunity. How can I become better? Not how can I have a greater impact, you know? Right. And, and so while I don't think it's hard to find your purpose, I think we have been taught not to find our purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've been taught by our education, by our, our parents, you know, by our friends even to seek opportunity. You know, there's, there's an old saying that, um, uh, that, 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 uh, the postman, uh, doesn't ring twice, you know, opportunity only knocks once. Right. And so we are told by that saying, if opportunity only knocks once, you better take advantage of the opportunity. Right. And so that I'm saying will lead you away from your purpose oftentimes because it seems more appealing right. than the purpose in life. And, 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 and I have to tell you, 
uh, I, I look at myself, for example, and I'm not saying that I, ha I have not taken advantage of opportunities because I have, but I can tell you this, when I was trying to make the decision to pass the, you know, to the exclusion of working in the federal government, mm -hmm. my wife told me I had lost my mind. And she said, you've got to be crazy if you want to leave the security right. of the federal government and depend on these 150 people to pay right. our mortgage, right. you know, by paying you a salary that will allow you to pay the mortgage. Right. You know, now opportunities were there during that time period. I received a call from um, the uh, director of one of the centers that I uh, that was within my um within the organization in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And she offered me a, a deputy job out there. You know, great pay, you know, pay all my, all my, you know, um, all the expenses to move of out moving there. would right. have been taken care of. Housing, the housing was phenomenal. I, I could have bought 4,000 square foot home at that time for like, 75% of what I paid for the house I got, you know, here, right. you know, all that stuff was great. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, right there, right. you know, uh, no problem getting tickets, you know, right. as a matter of fact, that's one of the ways she was wooing me, was right. telling me <laughs> that she had box office seats and all this kind of wow. stuff, and, and I can easily get you some nice, nice seats, and you know, all these kind of things right there. Um, it was a great opportunity, so my wife was like, Let's move. Let's take the opportunity. Why would you stay here and, and miss out on that? The pastor of church at that time had me about 110, 115 people. Right. Have you lost your mind? You know, but had I took the opportunity, I wouldn't have been in the position that I'm in now to be of service to the community. You know? Right. And I don't, certainly my compensation package is not nearly what I would have gotten had right. I taken the opportunity. But my impact on people is much greater. You know, another thing, too, I'd like to point out is just because you would have took the job doesn't mean you would have been happy or where you was at. No, she would have been. Yeah, but, you would, <laughs> but I, might, I wouldn't have been. But you don't know. <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. Things could have yeah. came up. Sure. You know, let's say that something drastic happens in that department that you just got to be the head of. There's mm -hmm. a whole lot of things that could have went wrong. And we oh, always absolutely. look at things like with rose-colored glasses when we look at the mm -hmm. 20, high 2020s, mm -hmm. hindsight, but it was a reason why you wasn't supposed to go there. Absolutely. And, and the reason why I mention this is when I took a, a trip up to Jamaica and we was going up nine mile and we saw how people was living. Mm -hmm. And I told uh, to my wife Sharon, I said, do you see anybody mad? No. I said, now I go to back to America and people living in the hood, which has got it much better mm -hmm. than what people have it here. Mm -hmm. And they're angry. Right. Right. I said, you know, the, the amount of money don't really make you happy. No. You know, just like we was uh, another guy was talking about how he got a friend that took an opportunity. Mm hmm. Made over hundred million dollars in the software company. Mm -hmm. So he's miserable mm -hmm. because he got to keep working to keep his lifestyle up. Right. Meanwhile, other friends he graduated from high school got a fifty thousand dollar year job and just as happy as they can be. Absolutely. It's like you know we got to stop sensationalizing the material things that mm -hmm. that will bring you happiness when really truthfully 
it could be you could be where you're at now. Mm-hmm. You can be happy if you're like you were saying, especially if you're serving your purpose. Right. And you have to trust God to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. He's going to look after me like mm-hmm. he's done for everybody else in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and we just got talking off air about time and mm-hmm. you know to, there is no such thing as time for God so you got to be patient right you know right. so just be patient it's going to work out it, it, absolutely right you know and I think about you know if I, if I look at it from a, from a micro level as far as rather than a macro if I break it down and look at you know the the church that I happen to be pastor in Enoch Baptist Church for example uh, there you know and I'm looking I'm talking about the ministers primarily now mm-hmm. for example most of them, not all of them, most of them look for opportunity. See, most ministers are looking for one or two things, uh, to become a pastor somewhere for an opportunity to be a pastor yeah. or from, for an opportunity to preach. And in fact, if you give them that opportunity to preach, they will even say that. I want to thank, you know, Reverend so-and-so or Pastor so-and-so for giving me the opportunity to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're looking for the opportunity and not for the true purpose of why they say they were called to the ministry in the first place. Right. So why were you called to the ministry? You were called to get in the pulpit to preach. That's not what your purpose was. So most of them say, right? right. So if my purpose is to, 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 as Jesus said, go into the prisons, is to go into the hospitals, is, is to is to minister to those that 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 have not is to go into the hedges and the highways. That's the famous saying we all say to go in the hedges and the highways. Well, there is no pulpit in the hedges, <laughs> no in the highways. Right. So that means I'm going where the people are who need me the most. But they don't do that as, as a general rule. I'm not saying all of them, but many of them don't. They're looking for an opportunity to get in the pulpit. If they would follow the purpose, the opportunity would come. Mm-hmm. See, if, if you go into the hedges and the highways, if they would say, listen, you know, I'm going to go into this community where there's this great need, where there's these teenagers who, who have teenage pregnancies, but if they're the young guys who are making decisions about, do I become a gang member? Right. Or do I become a God member? Right. You know, if, if they would make that decision, say, I'm going to follow that purpose, the opportunity to preach would be there. And like you said earlier, you may not get the notoriety for, from, from being in your purpose. And, 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 and that's okay. But what will happen is there'll be lives that will be transformed and changed. And you'll end up feeling great to know that those people's lives you have touched have become better because of you. And so everything you're saying just holds so much truth in it is that we will let opportunity draw us away from purpose, presuming that opportunity will make us happy. When purpose makes you more fulfilled. That's right. Now, it don't mean you won't go through some stuff, right. but you will be more fulfilled in the end. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Do you think in this new age of social media where everybody seems like they have to tell everything is part of the problem? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I have to agree with you. I think a part of it is because it puts pressure on people to always uh, want to exhibit a lifestyle that says, I've made it to. Right. You know, if, if I'm telling you all these wonderful things that are happening to me, now I want to be able to tell, 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting all this coming at me from all of my friends and everyone. Right. Now, I want to be able to say all these other wonderful things that happened to me as well. And, and so, um, and we don't view uh, purpose all the time as being wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, for example, Mother Teresa followed her purpose, mm-hmm. right? Her purpose was to go into those countries where those children were starving, full of disease and, you know, and those kind of things. Uh, she wasn't making money, you know, and see, people don't view hugging an AIDS baby. They don't view, you know, hugging a child that has, you know, maggots in their eyes and, you know, right. a, a malnutrition, stomach bloated. They don't view that as being so, so grand. And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, you, can, you don't put that on Facebook. Right. And say, you know, I hugged the AIDS child today. Right. What you put on Facebook was, you know, uh, I was in Barbados today. You know, right. I was in Hawaii today. I had right. this great party to celebrate my 50th or my 40th birthday party. Right. See, that's what they're putting on Facebook. So everybody's trying to get those opportunities to say, yeah, I just got this new great job. You know, I got right. this and that. As opposed to saying, you know what? I fulfill my purpose today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I fulfill my purpose. I, you know, I helped somebody out today. Right. Uh, I, I fed somebody that was hungry. I went and visited someone who was sick. And, and, and you know, and, and so I think you're right that social media has kind of uh, pushed us to a point where we are continuously seeking opportunities. Right. Um, so we can um, show the world how great we are. Right. You know, the ironic thing is, is God gave us the, the the ability for social media. And you know what we didn't do with it? Which was praise him while we're on social media. So Amen. <laughs> Don't get me speaking in tongues now. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You know, we're we're celebrating opportunities that we got, but we leave off the, the best part in it, which it which honestly gives us it back to us, which mm-hmm. is praising him for the opportunities that we do get. All we do yeah. is say, I made it to 40, and we're popping <laughs> bottles in the club. Right. Yes. And that's it. Right. Yeah. You know, very few do you see thank the Lord for allowing me to see my 40th birthday. Praise God. You, you hardly ever see that post. Right. And an ironic thing, Pastor, is when you do see that post, it ain't got but like maybe five likes. Right. You know, and, and I have never seen a post. Now, I'm not saying they aren't there, but I have never seen a post where someone posted them uh, hugging a hungry child and giving them something to eat. Right. I've never seen a that post where a person was, you know, had, had a homeless person in their arms, you know, who, who, who was dirty, you know, who may not have smelt too well, you know, uh, right. and, and who needed a shave with. I've never seen those kinds of posts. They may be, I haven't seen them. Right. And 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 to me, see, that's purpose. You know, that that's purpose. And and what I always see is opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, that that common thing is opportunity. And and so um I, I just I can tell you, I I I feel that if I had five ministers, five. And, and, and I know, I hope the ministers that happen to listen to this don't get mad at me uh, and say, well, you do have five. I, I wish I had five ministers that truly would seek purpose as opposed to opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, we have some that seek purpose. I'm not saying I don't. Right. But if I had five, I could transform that community. I really could transform that community if I had five that sought purpose. 
you know, I, for example, I often hear ministers say, well, I understand you're looking for a youth pastor. Of course, who, who doesn't want right. a youth pastor? But you want a youth pastor that understand purpose and not opportunity. Mm-hmm. And see, the, the youth pastors that have come, people who have come to me wanting to be youth pastors, for example, they come wanting to preach. They come, they, they come telling me about programs that will allow them to preach in the pulpit. Well, most of the youth are not in the church. Most of the youth right. that you need to reach are in the street. Right, that's right. And, and so the power is not in what you do in the pulpit. The power is how you get out into the neighborhood and talk to these young people and, and, and transform those lives in the neighborhood. It's how you go on the basketball courts and, 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 and you know, and how you, how you talk to these young girls and, and how you motivate them. See, that's the power right. of, of having a, a youth pastor. How you develop programs that will help them grow, mm-hmm. you, you know, where they view them, they understand their potential. And so they can start seeking their purpose because a, a child that begins to seek his purpose at let's say 10, 11, 12 years old, and then starts to matriculate through school, honing skills so they can better uh, uh, apply their purpose in life, right. will, will just transform the world. If you think of most of the um, inventions that have really truly changed our lives, the people that did them did not get rich from them. You're right. See, that 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 was their purpose. Mm-hmm. You, you know, th- think about this. The person that 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 um, pioneered uh, blood transfusions, right? A black doctor mm-hmm. died because he couldn't get one from a white hospital, <laughs> right? But but right. that was his purpose, right. right? And so he didn't get rich from it, but that was his purpose. And that's what I'm saying. You know, there's a young girl at church, for example, and and, and um, she, she, you know, she's she's such an intelligent young girl, and she walked up to me, um, and she can't be any more than ten years old. She walks up to me, and she, this is a couple of years back. She said to me, Pastor, I want you to know my purpose is to be the pastor of this church. Okay, and I said yes, and so so every Sunday she comes up to me, and we have these wonderful conversations about my sermon you know, about how to pastor. Now, can you imagine how effective she's going to be in leading souls to Christ? Right. If she follows her, and she may never be a pastor, right? but but if she continues on that road saying, I view my purpose as leading people to Christ. And so she will be the second Mother Teresa. Right. You know, if she follows her purpose. Right. Now, there'll be others that will try to persuade her Listen, become a doctor, a lawyer. And let's talk about that, you know, about how how outside influence in immediate, which Mm -hmm. is your parents, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we've all heard stories of people say, I went to my my mother or my dad and and I wanted to be a dancer. Mm -hmm. And it was like, dancers don't make no money. You better go over and study the books and and do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear them stories all the time and you heard stories where people fought against their parents Mm -hmm. and went to go dance and they end up being this world-class dancer. Mm -hmm. 
you know, they might not have made a whole lot of money like they would have, right. but they was a world-class dancer. Like, right. you know, we talk, right. uh, I've heard people talk about tap dancing, how it's mm-hmm. pretty much dead mm-hmm. because people don't tap dance anymore. Right. But you got mm-hmm. people out there that can tap dance, that want to do it, but we, in the environment is telling them not to do it. So mm-hmm. how do we go about as, say, our, our, for our youth that are hearing that from even maybe the parents, the coaches, the teachers, that they're around is telling them what they cannot be or what they cannot do or what they would have a hard time doing. Mm. How do you combat that? That's an extremely difficult issue. And here's why. It's hard to go against a parent's dream for the child. It's hard. Even though in your heart, you know, you may know that purpose and prosperity are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because most parents want to, want their children to be prosperous, and most of us view prosperity as financial security, right? you know, and wealth and that kind of thing. So, you know, for example, it's difficult. I, you know, I remember when I was a senior in college, and I was talking to a young man who had joined the Peace Corps, mm-hmm. okay? And he was trying to convince me to, to, to join the Peace Corps, you know. Now his degree was in biology, and he was trying to convince me to join, at that time I was a biology um, um, major as well, to join the Peace Corps. He was saying, you know, we can make, we can make such a difference in the world. Now, uh, you, you end up, you stay in, in barracks-like situations with other right. Peace Corps, you know, individuals. <laughs> you, you know, you make minimal, minimal money. Right. You, you always are at risk for getting malaria and all these kind of things. And so I had a conversation with my brother, and he was one of my brothers, you know, and, and he was like, if you lost your mind, you know, are you crazy? You know, why right. would you do something that dumb, you know, when you could take that time and further your career? And, and so, I mean, I did what my brother said, dude, he's my older brother. I said, you know, yes, you know, uh, you make what you say makes good sense. Um, and so it's hard because even the parent, even a parent, if you, have a ch- if you have a child that goes and get, let's say, a PhD in psychology, for example, mm-hmm. right, and they, in clinical psychology, and they say to you, well, I, you know, I think I want to go to um, uh, Nigeria and, 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 and help those, those children over there that don't have anything. Right. And, 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 and so with, with the Peace Corps, I'll be making $20,000 a year. And like, what? Right. Wait a minute. I got $120,000 in debt for you going to college. Right. And you're talking about making $20,000 a year? You lost your mind? You have your license to practice clinical, you know, right. be a clinician? You know, it's hard to go against a parent because that's the parent's child. It's extremely difficult. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, I, I think what, what what I try to do and, I'm, and, I'm gonna, and what I'm going to try to do more of is try to help parents understand that that your purpose in life is not just to make money. Your purpose in life should not be just to obtain wealth. I'm not saying that wealth is bad. I'm not right, saying that. Right. But that shouldn't be your purpose in life. Now, it may be my purpose. It may be that God wants me to be a millionaire so I can use that money to help others. It may be that also I can. Like yourself, you are an employer. So it may be that God's purpose for you was to become a business owner so you could employ people. But that doesn't mean that everybody should seek that because mm-hmm. you don't want to confuse opportunity with purpose. And, and, and oftentimes, as you know, um, you can be head of a large company and be just as miserable 
as you can be. Yeah. And in your heart, you want to do something else because after a while, it's like, well, all I'm doing is dealing with numbers. I'm dealing with money. Right. Or I'm dealing with paper because I don't even see the money. Right. I'm dealing with paper that tells me I have wealth. Right. right. But I'm not really seeing where I'm really helping people. You know, I, you know, I've even talked to medical doctors that tell me that they feel like they're not making a difference. Now, that, how can you be a medical doctor and feel like you're not making a difference? Right. You know, and and in fact, um, I, I understand that now because that's not what their purpose. That's not the purpose God put in their heart. That's what their parents put in their heart. Right. Because everybody's proud. They can say. Oh, my son or my daughter is a doctor. Right. And so that's why they don't feel it. And that's why they want to do something different. Yeah. And then, you know, and I can also see where being a doctor and even a, and, a, and being a pastor is like chopping chop down a tree that never falls. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a never ending job. Once you get through it, one, here comes somebody else with, with mm -hmm. a similar problem or a different problem. And then you heal that person and here comes another person, you know, or the same person comes back mm -hmm. with, with a different ailment. Right. You know, it's it, it will be very taxing. You know, you have to have a very strong will um, personality and soul to be able to do some of the things that doctors, pastors, counselors mm -hmm. do on a you know day in and day out basis. Even police officers who unfortunately are treated like counselors mm -hmm. that go to domestic violence issues because now they got to turn to a social worker while they're there but that mm -hmm. was not their what yeah. purpose well, and, <laughs> and, and that's why i say if you're doing it because it's your purpose is different like you know like i use jane goodall as an example for those of you who may know jane goodall um was a zoologist who worked with worked, worked for primates mm -hmm. right and spent her whole life living with chimpanzees, right? Now, uh, you have to view it as your purpose <laughs> right? to live with a bunch of chimpanzees for the majority of your life, mm -hmm. right? But look at the things that she was able to do. The same thing, there are doctors that make a decision, I'm gonna practice medicine in third world countries. Mm -hmm. And they feel great about it because they see the difference that they make. Right. Uh, whereas there's, there's doctors that may practice in Beverly Hills that, you know, you go in, you do what you're going to do, you, you charge the money, right. you never see the person again, you get the money. What you get is the money for thanks. Right. But if I'm in a third world country, I may get a, a cake for, for thanks. You right. know, I may give someone bringing me a goat for thanks. I may get someone this, you know. And, and I think that's the thing is that, you know, even as a pastor, for example, when I first became the pastor, the members of the church if they, if on my anniversary, if they want to bless me now, if they want to bless me, they write a check out. Now, I'm not saying I don't appreciate the check or they give me some money. <laughs> I, I want everybody to know I appreciate, I appreciate it. Okay. But when I was young in my pastor, that's not what they would do. They would bring me a, a dish and yeah. they would bring me a cake. They would bring me some fried chicken, you know, stuff like that, you know, right. and, 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 and it was such a overwhelming feeling to know that people appreciate this stuff. You know, like if I go visit somebody in the hospital, for example, and, and they would, didn't, I would go to church the next Sunday and say, thank you for visiting my mom, my mom. And, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it. So here's this pineapple cake, because I know you like pineapple cake. Right. You know, it, it, it was such a warm feeling. Or to have, like, one time I preached a sermon, for example, 
this young girl, she was about seven, eight years old. She came up to me and she said, um, Mr. Daniels, um, we have decided, and I don't know who the we was, but she mm -hmm. said, we have decided that we're not going to pick on, and she said this little girl's name, pick on her anymore, because now we realize that God made her just like God made us. You know, and that, that was worth a million dollars to right. me. And that's what let me know that I was in my purpose, you right. know, because I felt so wonderful. I felt better doing hearing that than I've ever felt getting, you know, bonuses, you know, right. when I, you know, worked in in the secular world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we covered a, a lot and, and a lot of people may get enlightened on some things and somebody listening to this today is probably looking at an opportunity mm -hmm. and they've been looking at it and they got to take a long, hard look within themselves and say, does this fit my purpose or is this really this opportunity? Mm -hmm. And what we did not touch on today was um, some of the times that opportunity is the devil trying to get you away from what God has in store for you. Precisely. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that is difficult to get through. But as the old folks say, just keep living mm -hmm. and you'll figure it out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's one thing I have honestly have. Uh, at turning 40, it's like the light bulb went off. Mm -hmm. of what a lot of older people was telling me when I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. it was like, just keep living. You, it, it'll make sense. Mm -hmm. And it is. it does make sense after you live a little bit. And it's like, you know what? You're right. I was worried about stuff that didn't need. To, I really didn't need to worry about. Mm -hmm. And some stuff that I needed to worry about. Mm-hmm. I paid no attention to, but now you got to pay attention to it. Right. You know, that, you know, that, uh, that whole half of pizza that you, that you used to be to eat. And, um, and when you was in your twenties, you know, you can't do can't that. Do no you more. know, <laughs> can't do it no more. So is there anything else, uh, Dr. Daniels that you want to bring to the table before we close out? No, I think, I think we've covered, you know, some good stuff. Uh, again, you know, I, I want to acknowledge the folk that, you know, this is not a unique subject. You know, it, it was a, um, a, a, an opportunity to uh, elaborate more deeply on a conversation that, you know, I'd heard earlier uh, while watching television. And I thought it was something that, that everyone needed to, to, to get a piece of uh, who may not have had the opportunity. Um, to, to see it earlier on their television sets. All right, thank you. And I would like to ask all the listeners and the viewers of this podcast, please get out there and share the podcast when you see it posted on YouTube and on Facebook. Share it. We'd like to get this out more and get this message out so everybody can live every day strong. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time. <laughs>